On episode 25 of the Hollow Chronicles podcast, Josh and Andy interview Matt Norris from popvinyls.com, have an Easter egg, and Death Star Babies? The force is strong with this podcast. Pass on what you're about to learn. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Hollow Chronicles podcast. I am Andy. What's going on? I'm Josh. We have an excellent guest lined up for you tonight. As you may recently call from the last podcast on episode 24, we all found out through a confession that I have fallen through the funk hole. You have. And I've fallen pretty hard. (laughs) Uh, it's like there's a gif of Alice tumbling through the rabbit hole. Yeah, I think you sent that to me. It was appropriate. And I, I definitely feel like that is what has happened. However, I'm learning to embrace it. And we have a guest lined up for just a, a little, in a few minutes here later on in this podcast, Matt Norris from popvinyls.com. And he's blue check verified that's on a, on amazing. Twitter, one of my mo- one of the most fascinating points for me. <laughs> um, he's a good dude, a nice uh, Atlanta fella. Uh, what's funny, and you guys will hear this because we recorded it earlier, is that uh, see if you can hear in the background the gentle ambiance laid forth by lightning bugs and crickets. Cause he did the, <laughs> he did the interview from the front porch and uh, it, it cracked me up, cracked Josh up too, while we were uh, doing the pod. Um, I like to, I, I think I said this, I like to believe that he was, he was emulating Dagobah. Was, yeah. You know, he was out there in the swamp. Yeah, I mean, where like you, you said, like you and me go fishing in the dark, stars where the cool grass grows. Yeah, that's enough. definitely, definitely what kind of the vibe that we're that was uh, <laughs> being laid down. But hey, uh, but thanks for joining us at the Hollow Chronicles on Twitter, at Hollow Chronicles on YouTube and Instagram, and make sure you share and like and whatever whatever button you have to hit, and also. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. So tell your buddies. As you have. And you have. No, as you have. Thank you. So now that you're here, go ahead and drop us a review. That would be sweet. We'd love to hear from you. you. We'd love to hear what you like about what we're doing and uh, the little niche we're trying to carve ourselves out in this Star Wars uh, galaxy. Yeah. Collecting galaxy and and just kind of what's going on with Disney and Star Wars. So Josh, I have an Easter egg for you. I can't wait. Easter eggs. We like to drop an Easter egg on this podcast from time to time. We don't do it every show, but uh, when when one pops up that we particularly enjoy, we'll share it with you. Now, an Easter egg, in as far as we are concerned, could be something within a Star Wars movie or television show that is a nod to something outside, um, or it could be a television show or movie, not Star Wars related, but they'll tip their cap to something Star Wars within it. Yes. The the Easter egg for today is that um, John Ratzenberger is known for many things. He was Cliff Clavin on Cheers. That's kind of where he first broke onto the scene in a big way. He is known for having a speaking role in every Pixar movie. Can you, can you name three, Josh? Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> what, what was his character? <laughs> <laughs> Who was he? Uh, wasn't he the pig? No. Oh, wait. No, he was. Oh, I'm. No, he's a pig. Wasn't he? I thought he was Mr. Potato Head. Oh, he's Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. All the way. Sorry. It's been a while. Okay. Do you know who he was in Cars? Nope. He was the semi that, that hauled Lightning McQueen around. Okay. Go on. Uh, I'm going to, I want to get all these wrong. Keep going. Uh, in The Incredibles? I'm just doing off the top of my head, so not at all, no clue. He was at the very end of the first Incredibles. He was uh, 
the bad guy that came tunneling out of the, I can't think of his name. The, you're all in the mole or, but he would kind of look like a mole. Cause he was the, the tunneler. Or he something. was the mole. Yeah. I can't think of it. I'm, <laughs> but he was in it. He's totally in it. Um, which also meant he was at the very beginning of Incredibles too. So, very good. Cause that's where it, it just picked up right where it left off. Anyway, there's three. I'm not going to go any further because I don't have to think about it. Thank you. Um, but John Ratzenberger had, Accredited role in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And he even had a name. He His his role had a name. He was in the Empire Strikes Back. He's right at the beginning. He was in Hoth. He was Major Bren Derlin. Bren Derlin. Bren, Bren Derlin. Major Bren Derlin. So you could you can check him out. A, a young version. He was 32 years old when that came out, just to give you a little perspective on uh, how long he's been around. Wow. He's, he's had some staying power. So good on you, John Ratzenberg. Well, hashtag Brenderlin lives. Bren, I I like to think he made it off of Hoth. He, <laughs> he got on that transport. He got on the on the whether it was the first one or the last one. I I want to say he Doesn't got matter. off on got off got went off to, Hoth. He went on to be Mister Potato Head in another galaxy. Good for him. <laughs> nice. Well, all right, that's our Easter egg, Josh. There was something that I was. It was so funny because. Uh, as I've stated before, sometimes I just lay in bed and I think about Star Wars stuff. <laughs> and it's not necessarily a great thing because I do have trouble sleeping sometimes. And it's because I can't shut my brain off. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're like that too. Maybe you listening out there can relate to what I'm thinking or to what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> Josh, are you, <laughs> are you familiar with the um the idea of Super Bowl babies. Have you ever heard sure, of Super sure, Bowl babies? So in February the Super right. Bowl happens and then around October there's a lot there's a group of babies that are born as a result of the hometown right. Super Bowl winning team. That's why Boston has an influx of population right now. <laughs> right. And, like for the last six Super Bowls, there's yeah, so there's always this little pocket of babies that were conceived on or around the time of the Super Bowl winning team winning the Super Bowl, right? It's funny, right? So I think you know where I'm going with this. But can you imagine galaxy-wide when, when not just when the first Death Star blows up, but when the second Death Star blows up and you kind of get that feeling that the Empire is done in a big way, at least for a while, you know, we later find out that the first order kind of sure. crops up a few years later, but amongst all of the celebration, well, hold on. I mean, even that statement alone holds its own, holds its own baby for, to be honest, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine galaxy wide, the pockets of death star babies? <laughs> Just yavin, yeah. yavin, just a, an explosion. Yeah, and think about all the Ewok oh, babies out there. Tons I mean, of Ewoks. Tons, yeah. Just, I mean, I mean, there was, there was, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> yub nub, <laughs> rub rub rub. <laughs> oh man, I know this is getting off the rails pretty quickly, but. But Death I mean, Star babies. Death Star babies, that's got to be a thing, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about it, but there, nope. there's there. How could there not be such thing as Death Star babies? Well, what I want to think too is like, all right, we're, we're trying to put this in the context of, of course, human species. Sure. By the way, lots of other races and species involved with the Death Star destruction, both one and two. Yes. Definitely. Can you imagine? I'd like the, to think there were some little rebels that were birthed from both Death Stars blowing sure, up. Sure. Of course. And you not gotta, just human. Not just human. Where'd Ray come from? I'm sorry. <laughs> she was part well, of it. She's probably a Death Star baby. Let's see. Does that timeline add up? It's got to. Uh, well, it probably doesn't. It doesn't yeah, matter. I think she's a little young, but but definitely Ben. <laughs> That's what I would say. That's what I said. When you said first order, I'm like, Ben's a Death Star baby. Ben could very, <laughs> very easily be a Death Star baby. That I'm just, yeah. Uh, that's good. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe Hux too. Can you think of all the calamari berry babies that were born? Oh, just man. a school of babies. Just, just a schools come flushing out. Calamari Death Star babies. <laughs> and Wookiees and Ewoks and Twi'lek. Well, and, not Wookiees. They're still a little enslaved for a while there, but yeah. Well, there's a few. I don't know. Poor Chewie. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a good concept. I think we could run this for a while. Uh, we might need to let Twitter take this for a minute. Yeah. Who's that- your favorite Death Star, baby? You do the work. Yeah. You find the timeline. I was wrong on Ray. I think Andy called it right. We were, The timing doesn't work. Does it not work for D1 or even D2? No. DS1 and DS2. Yeah, I don't think it works for Ray, but it works for Ben. It does. I I I got to think it works for Ben cuz Now, I I take that back. It can't work for Ben cuz I mean, well, maybe. Yeah, it could. It could. And it Do could you think it that- could potentially work for Hux. It could potentially work for Poe. Yeah. Um not Snoke. No, not Snoke. We don't know when he was born. Finn, I I got I, I tend to think that Finn is closer to Ray's age than Ben's age. I think sure. he's a little younger. Sure. So I don't know maybe about Finn, but. Well, he was raised. So we don't know how that happened. Yeah. He was not taken and raised. Yeah. Taken and raised. Yeah. yeah. So potentially, yeah. It's it, uh, a matter of fact, the stormtroopers that make up the first, the first order. order are just extra Death Star babies. <laughs> It was actually the it's best play by the possible. First Order slash Old Empire. It's just like, let's go grab up all these Death Star babies. I mean, everyone was so excited a couple of times. I'm so glad we're fleshing this out because <laughs> this just validates why I stayed up a half hour later yeah. than I needed to yeah. last night. Well, that, that's a good concept. I like it. So anyway, at De- Chronicles, let us know. Death Star babies. Who's, who's your favorite Death Star baby? <laughs> you do the math. We're not going to do all the work for you, right? You're listening for a reason. Yeah, Here's your homework. Who's yeah. your Who's your favorite Death Star baby? Well, I mean, we could even include like in the books too. I haven't read all the books, and you've read some of them. Sure. But uh, if there's any characters in books that kind of fit the timeline too, as being a, a DS one or a DS two Death Star baby, <laughs> <laughs> remember there's four years in between. So, what so, do they call uh, it? Because we have like the millennials and Generation X and all that. So they they just call them the the DS ones. Gen DS. Gen DS. Oh, those guys, those kids, man. Those, those gen, kids. Those all Gen they DSers. Do, all, they, all they do is spend all their all their days on the Holocron just just vegging out. Yeah, just, just yeah. The, yeah. the, the Gen DS. Remember back in the old days when we used to just drive land speeders around, cruise cruise down to Coruscant. Yeah, going to Tashi cruise Station. Cruise down the main, the main, no, the main street on Coruscant, you know, we just, we peel out. Or we'd, we'd hovercraft out in yeah, front of a group of friends. We'd but Coruscant now, slide. Those DS1 Coruscant drift. All they do is holocron <laughs> or a hologram or what are they called? Sorry. <laughs> That's too far. Anyway, Death Star Babies is a new concept. Death Star Babies. Hey. That's a good one. Hey, hey you're Andy, welcome. Stay up, stay up later more often. Hey, you're welcome. Weirdo. You're welcome. All right, Josh, uh, we got the opportunity to uh, interview Matt Norris from popvinyls.com. Yeah, it was good. And at Pop Vinyls on Twitter. And uh, he was he was a lot of fun. The guy's a talker. And uh, he's got he a lot He knows a ton about pops. As a matter of fact, I think our interview is about an hour long with him. So, you know, get ready. Yeah. But... It was it was the tip of the iceberg when it comes to pops, right? And and I think both you and I can safely say we're pretty green when it comes to yep. uh, Funko. And uh, while I am just starting to learn about it a little bit, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to bring in an expert, yeah, uh, a Funko expert, and and know, really feed your your yeah, obsession. This is this might be the best worst thing that's we've done on this podcast as far as my I feel like wallet a, is concerned. Like an older brother standing outside just shaking his head like mm. Yeah. Mm. Just well, a I mean the intervention uh, lined up. <laughs> I love you, man, but uh <laughs> good luck. <laughs> it's your own choices. Yeah. So get ready and enjoy our interview with Matt Norris from popvinyls.com. We would be honored if you would join us. Special guest it is our pleasure to have Matt Norris from popvinyls.com with us here today. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. So we first heard um, you on a podcast, Around the Galaxy podcast with Pete Fletzer, and, and, uh, and I myself am battling what I call falling down the funk hole. <laughs> And, uh, I, I have, I have resisted for a long time, the temptation to get into pops, but I succumbed to it about a week and a half ago. And now I've got 43. So 
It was a quick you turnaround. Do you remember that commercial when we were kids? And the dad's like, who, who got you into this? And, the, and he's got the kid's stash of drugs. <laughs> and the kid goes like, I learned it from watching you, Dad. Yeah, That's what yeah. I say all my friends. Like, everybody walks into my office and occasionally, and I and I kind of roll my eyes. and they'll Because I know what the next thing. Hey, what are those big-headed things? And I'm like, oh, God. So I, I have to explain it like a hundred times. I'm like, I'm trying to talk to you about your grades, kid. Anyway, so I explain it or other teachers or whatever come in. And then the next thing you know, they run up to me like it's like a happy puppy going, look what I bought. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like their gateway drug, apparently. So. That's funny. So so you're a you're an educator, right? That's would, the safest answer. Yes. Yeah. And so so <laughs> a little I, bit of everywhere, a little bit. Of, so I am yeah, too. A little bit everywhere. How, uh, how, Sam, do you, sorry, how do you go about uh, like like you said, you you keep most of your pops in your office, correct? They're they're not at home. Have, yeah. Yeah, like I have like my work office. I have some at the house, but a long time ago, my wife looked at me and she goes, you're not putting them everywhere, right? Which was a very polite way of telling them <laughs> you're not putting them everywhere. Right. It wasn't, uh, a, it wasn't a question. You pick up clues from your wife, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, so um, it does. But like mostly like, like right now I'm in the middle of like an office remodel. So like 90% of my stuff is packed up, but I'm just starting to pull some things out. But like I used to rotate them, but like I always have a big Star Wars collection in, in the office because, you know, you know, it's just, it's what I started with. But then Funko like fell down its own funk hole and yeah. like made so many stars. I'm like, I can't keep up, it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, I have those. I mean, I collect a few other. Right now, behind my desk at work, I have the Office pops. Yeah, yeah. And and, the, and then I got the Lord of the Rings. And what I'm putting out for Star Wars now is I've decided I got like too many, so like I'm I'm gonna do something with them. But like I'm about to just put out Obi Wan Kenobi's always been my favorite character, so I'm starting to just put out all the Obi Wan Kenobi at first, and then I might just go all Jedi. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, so, it's just stuff I spend hours thinking about, you know? <laughs> well, and those are good things to be thinking about. It's like when you have a collection and, and, uh, Josh and I, we both have star Wars collections and Josh hasn't got any Funkos yet, but he's definitely got other stuff and I've got a bunch of stuff too, but thinking about what you're going to do with your collection, I think it's, it's natural because it's, it's cool to have the stuff, but it's even cooler to have it like displayed in some sort of organized way. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause like me and I know this, like I feel different about some things. Like when I have my action figures or whatever, like I, 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 I usually don't know what to do with those flames. I usually keep them in the package and just keep them around. But pops, I just go ahead and take them out of the box usually. Cause I just don't Now There's some, I don't, if I know something's going to be like super rare or expensive, which I usually got a good idea. What's it going to be? I might keep it in the box, but I usually box them up, put the boxes in totes in my, in my basement or something. But, I like to keep them loose, which is a dust nightmare sometimes. But um, <laughs> like my wife told me, like I said, I learned a lot from her. She's smarter than me. So she always told me, she goes, cardboard is not a decorative style, Matt. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so like, that hurts. So like when I started slowly putting them out, I would just take them out of the packages. And like I had them in my room, in our bedroom, on my side of the uh, room. And she just stares at me. And I always tell people, <laughs> if your wife is cuter than you, she gets your way. So then she's like. Hey, sweetie, I bought you some bookshelves. How about you put them in your office? I'm like, okay. That was a pretty nice way to uh, approach that with you. That was probably early. In the, I mean, that was probably like the first few years you're married and you're nicer. You know, like <laughs> when, you, when you've been married a while, not that you're mean, but you just like cut through like the deferring and go, yeah, get that out of here. You know, that's probably what you would say now, but I know how she feels about them. So. But she collects stuff. She's, a Harry, she's more of a Harry Potter person. So she collects all those. Okay. Well, so, keeps, so then there's a little bit keeps, of a balance then. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. She's not as nutty as me about it, but, you know, she keeps some. Um, so at work, you've got students that come in and maybe some other faculty. How do, how do you yeah. how do you approach that with them? Because I'm sure you get questions all the time. I mean, well, I've been around long enough that I guess, you know, like the, the new, the new uh, you know, if a student's like new or transferred in, they, they might ask me. But most people just kind of know it's there. So you got, you got a reputation, you know, but like, but, but like I've had some faculty come in and go, no, what are these? And I explain them. They go, okay. But then you get, you get that occasional person who walks in and you know, they think you're a weirdo and it's okay. Cause I don't care what they think. <laughs> so I, they don't, at least they're polite enough not to call me a weirdo. They're like, I don't get it. I'm like, well, it's not much really to get. It's at just, least, at I least get, to your face. They don't call it to yeah, your face. But it's like I tell people at work, you spend a lot of time there, maybe more than you do at home. 
And I just felt like I didn't want to see boring walls or dorky inspirational posters. You know, yeah, that cat just so, hanging in there, just hanging so in just, there, kitty. Yeah, I just wanted to put up stuff to entertain me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, perfect, perfect. As human beings, we want to surround ourselves with things that make us comfortable, and yes. uh, and that's that's one reason why we collect. That's because those things give us joy and and they make us comfortable mm-hmm. in our in our areas. You know, we nest. So. Yeah, it's, you're not uh, you're you're among friends here, Matt. No, no doubt about I that. I appreciate. It. So um, I always like to tell. I like. To, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say. So on Twitter, you are at yeah. Pop Vinyls, um, mm-hmm. and you're blue check verified, Matt. Yeah, that's, I, that's my oh, like. We, Andy was saying like, hey, come up with some questions. I'm like, number one question: How'd you get verified? That's awesome. Okay, this this is the funny thing. And I feel like every once in a while with a company I follow, there's like a slight rivalry between me and whatever young people they hire to run the social media team. <laughs> and I don't know why they get kind of prissy with me sometimes, but I was actually verified before Funko was because they were so <laughs> bad. And I, and I laughed about it. And I made a comment about it. And and so whatever snarky little 21-year-old uh, who just graduated from college who lives out there in Everett, Washington, uh, <laughs> didn't like me that much. They immediately got verified within like a week. And I laughed about it. But it was just because I'm usually – it was like the day they announced they were going to start verifying, like started expanding their verification. I just went ahead and filled out the thing that day. And I filled out everything. I put all the information on my website. I linked to it. I think I had to send in a copy of my driver's license. Uh, and then like a few weeks later, like I don't get an email about it. I just happen to be posting. And then I was going to go, huh, hmm. there's a check mark. Sweet. <laughs> you know, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I guess the, uh, the pluses of the blue check mark is sometimes pe- other people who are blue check mark will apply to you more. So, so uh, like I have a health, like I have a healthy amount of actors or yeah. or wrestlers who uh, will, especially who will like send me a message going, Hey, how do I talk to Funko about getting a pot made? Yeah. And that's, I'll like, that's some cred. Right and I usually sit and I know, a name, and I know the people who like the contacts there, who you get to, and we were, we're friendly. I just kind of joke about the social media team, but, uh, but everybody else were pretty friendly. And like, I'll just send them an email. Like if I see something that I don't think they want out, I'll send them a message like, Hey, something's leaking. You might want to get on this, you know? So it's kind of like a respectful thing out of that. You know, I respect what they do. They don't. Well, that's cool that you have that. And and I help them with business. Yeah. It's cool that you have that relationship with them. Um, So what came first, your Twitter account or your website? Um, The chicken or the egg. Let me remember. Well, let me tell you this. I can tell you the whole story a little bit easier. All right. My first deal was I um, I was working on – I had a website that was like Disney collectible stuff first. Yeah. That was my first website. And I focused primarily on vinyl mations, which I don't know if you know what they are. But for a while, they were pretty hot with Disney. They were basically three-inch Mickey Mouse-shaped molds. Okay. And they would paint different designs on them. It could be theme park-related – uh, obscure things, movie characters, but then they went into they. But then they got. This is before they had bought Star Wars, but then they got a license from Lucasfilm because of obviously like uh, Disney Hollywood Studios has got now they got the whole Star Wars land, but they had a uh, uh, Star Tours for us. So they started making Star Wars on a base, and I'm sitting there collecting them, and I was like, it was started bringing me back to my childhood about collecting Star Wars figures because I'm like 45 now, so. <laughs> I remember having the original Kenner figures. I don't know where they are. I'm sure my mom sold them at a yard sale. But I remember being a little kid. And I don't know, every every few years, I would kind of fall out of Star Wars. Not fall out, there's just nothing new. Yeah. But then something would pop up, and it would bring me back in to collect something. Because, I mean, I, I mean, there's a reason probably why I love Star Wars so much, but I'll let a shrink figure it out. But uh, So I started collecting it, and then they really didn't look good on the Mickey Mouse mold. You know, Obi-Wan looked like he ate too many, like, like ice cream bars, you know, a little fat, you know, Princess Leia looked a little obese. So were you looking at And I started collecting some of the black series. Okay. And then I saw the, then I saw the Funko stuff and they didn't have many back then. But, uh, when I first started collecting, I think they started making the pops in 2010. I think I started collecting in about late 2011. And so, where and where were you getting if like, them? If I like, go ahead. Where were you getting them in 2011? Back 
back then it was rare, like a regular, like your mom and pop comic book shops. Okay. Or online, there's a couple of sites like uh, there's this this dude owns a warehouse in like New Jersey. I think it's called Gemini Collectibles, but he has a good relationship with Funko. And if they they got any extra stuff, they would always send it to him. And he was a pretty cool guy, like real good shipping and stuff. And it's mostly Funko stuff. Like he doesn't like sell much of anything else. But I started like talking to him, and then like something come up new, he'd send me an email, and I started buying a couple things. Um, I'll give you some prices later on when we want to talk about that, like some of the rare stuff. But <laughs> so I started getting them, and you might have noticed, like some Funko pops are like don't have bobbleheads, but the Star Wars specifically do. Yeah, and they have a base now because of the Hasbro licensing thing. So they can't call them action figures. So to not call them action, they had to make a bobblehead. And then they used to have removable bases. Oh, okay. But then I guess at some point. Somebody didn't like that, so now the bases are like permanently on the bottom. Only the Star Wars. The Star Wars is the only line that's got the the base. But sometimes Funko had to get creative to get a license from somebody. You know, like if it was just a regular action figure, Hasbro probably would have thrown a fit. So you can't make those. Yeah. So so um so at what point do you decide to go from like Disney uh, collectibles to Funko? Okay, uh, it was about the time I realized that Disney was doing one of their typical. Let's close down something so we can make our year-end bonuses thing. And so they started to discontinue the vinyl base line. I could just tell by the production numbers they weren't making that much. And I was collecting Funko. And the only reason I really wrote, uh, had the websites is that I got an English degree, you know, and I do stuff. And every once in a while, I just wanted to write. And I'm, and I'm not – and I didn't want to write like – I'm not Faulkner. I didn't want to write like <laughs> – <laughs> I'm more like a pop culture guy. But I just wanted to do something. And if I'm passionate about something – I do a better job at it, obviously. Sure. Everybody so I, so does. I decided, yeah, and at first, the Disney website, I wasn't making any money. I probably should have declared more losses on my taxes, but it was like a break-even probably. Yeah. So I started so – I said, let me – so I was talking to a couple of my friends who worked on the site with me. I said, instead of just covering Funko on both this, I said, I'm going to make a new site. I'm just going to create it. And I was the first site that was independent of Funko, like a new site. So I was the first one. So I made the website first. I, I remember that now. Okay. And then – I might have had that Twitter handle or something else and switched it to Pop Vinyls afterwards. I don't recall. But like all these years of doing Disney stuff, I'd have decent traffic, but nothing nothing that made me stand out. But then all of a sudden, I caught the wave on Funko right when it hit. And traffic went through the roof. Like at one point for like for like a year or two, I might have been making more money off of advertising off the website than I did as instructing at three different places. Wow. And, and, I, and I'm not patting my back. I was just like, why am I getting, like, who clicks Google ads? Like, I don't understand these people, but I appreciate them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I don't get it. But um, it was just doing insane traffic, so I kept riding. And then I talked to Funko, and they'd send me some product to review, or I talked to Hot Topic, and I started getting contacts at all the big business. So I started just getting a lot of product. And again, at the time, I was kind of like the big fish in the in a big pond, and well, there was nobody really else. Now, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you're the only fish in the pond. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, they had a private group that was bigger than me, like for just the, the hardcore Funko collectors, and they're a tough. Like, there, there's a documentary on Netflix, and it sums them yeah. up perfectly. I mean, they're outstanding people on the whole, but they were a little defensive or protective when new people started coming in. You kind of get, you know, like this is our hobby first, you right? Know, right. You know, fine, fine, but after like. So I kind of got a little pushback at first because I guess I wasn't one of them. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, I mean but after a while, it got like um, once once they saw you know, that you were there to stay, you know, yeah. you weren't going. Well, it's, like, it's kind of like you you get hazed for a little bit and then they accept you. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that. And then there's a lot of other people. And now there's probably a gazillion Instagrams and stuff that, you know, share stuff, which is fine. You know, I'm a busy guy, so I still do what I do. <laughs> you know, and I got like a good reputation. It stays up in Google pretty well. Well, you've but, got, um, you've got over 37,000 followers on Twitter and I'm, yeah. I've, I've been checking out your website for a little while now and there's a ton going on in it. There's, um, for those, if, if you were to tell somebody who's never been on your website, what's the best mm -hmm. thing that your website does? Well, I think the best thing is I try to do this. I don't try to be a troll like on Twitter. I post news and I usually frame it in a way that if I like it, you can tell. And if I don't like it, I might ask questions. Like I don't bash something like I'm not a big fan of anime. Right. 
I'm not going to trash Dragon Ball Z. I get it. I can look at the sales numbers. It makes a ton of money for Funka. Yeah. I might not get it, so I might not be as vibrant for it. But if I feel like they make a misstep, but I'm not going to just bash. I don't like people who just like try to nitpick. You know, like um, like recently they came out with like the third set of the Green Hornet with Kato, and they all look the same. But they're like one's a New York Comic Con release, one was a San Diego, and I'm like. I don't get why people keep making this unless they just had extra molds and they're like, we got to clear these out. Like it didn't make sense. They're not popular. Yeah. You know, so I'll ask questions, but I think it's always appropriate to praise and to critique uh, politely. You know, like I'm not going to say this is a bunch of crap, you know, cause you know, I just, I don't, right, right. that's not my, that's not my method of discourse. Cause you know, for every time I say that there is a human being who's sitting in that office, whose job is to make that. And like, I try to respect that, you know, Sure. Now, and, and there's been, there's been t- yeah, there's been times when there's been people who aren't respectful. And I usually just ignore it. You know, like if somebody wants to tag me in on like, I right, look at this crap. I don't reply back. I don't, I don't I just find that childish. Yeah. You know, other people can do it, but that's just not my style. So when, so when there's a, when there's a pop that comes out that you're not like, like you said, like the third run of the green Hornet, you know, granted yeah. there is probably a small group of people that are into that, but it, as yeah. far as like doing three runs of it, maybe unnecessary. Does that make, does that make the pop then because it's not popular become more valuable or just a waste? Uh, now it's, it's a weird thing. Now I would usually say now because Funko makes so much product. They've went through a growing, there's like, or like when they, when the Funko were just first coming out, they would do like limited edition runs at like San Diego comic con of like 480. And those star Wars pops now, uh, one of them's going for like fifteen hundred, mm. and, so, and most of them are going over five hundred. Easy. Now, over time, because of the, they had to adjust. Now they start making like a thousand or so. If then they went to like a thousand and eight. I don't know why a thousand and eight, but that must have been the run from the factory. And at first it dropped, but then the number of fans like proportionally grew more than that. The ratio of four eighty to fans, or whatever, and. So mostly now, though, to be honest, I think mostly now the only pops that like there's two ways they could shoot up in value. One, exclusive to some event like San Diego Comic Con or sure. New York Comic Con, yeah, or a celebration. Or two, when Funko announces they're retired, okay, and they don't really send out an email, but they have a web, they have a, a place on their site and it'll say vaulted. If it says vaulted, that means they stop making. It. And then sometimes some ridiculous pop gets vaulted early, and the price shoots up because people start buying it and trying to just you know flip it. But okay. usually that settles down. I think it usually focuses if it's a good pop. I mean, there's like um, st- the first original run of Star Wars pops. They had like ten, and some of them they didn't. Fo- some of them they didn't retire. Like Darth Vader, the original Darth Vader, you could still get now, and it's like twelve bucks. Yeah. Mm. But they but they retired a few other ones, and their value shot at a real high. And I think at some point Funko realized that they kind of shot themselves in the foot by retiring some major characters early. So one time they tried to make more Star Wars pops with just the same pop, but at a different box color. Yeah. Like, like, the, like, like the blue, they, they were not abused with that. Like the uh, blue versus the black. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The black versus the blue, like blue was original. Black looks better, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it, no, it helped me. I missed one of the originals like Lando, yeah. I think. And so I bought it that way, but then Funko, just decided to up their game. If you look at some of the original pops, they're very plain, you know, yeah. but nowadays they're very deep. Look with the 3d sculpting, they're pretty, they're pretty sharp. So Funko's did a good, did a good job of upping their game and not keeping the simplicity designs like they had originally. So, you know, it just depends. Like something rare will just shoot up in value. Yeah. You know, like, like other year, golden girls got real hype for whatever reason, <laughs> you know? And so they'll, they have and for whatever reason, Funko decided to make a, gold, a Golden Girls skate deck. And boy, it's old, Weird. you know. But I think Funko also does smart things when they pick an obscure line or when they pick a niche part. Like, for example, the first time they released Star Wars Rebels Pops, they didn't make but like four. Yeah. Like a, like a Soka, whatever, the main four, and Ezra and everybody. And they sold pretty decent. And so then they made more. But they'll just make a, they'll just turn the factory on and say, uh, give me 15,000 each of these. And I think it's just a cool way for them to like test the market. It doesn't bankrupt them. And if it sells well, they can always pr- produce more because they don't usually put LE stickers on things unless they're from conventions. So yeah. they can, 
they can always like I remember when Frozen was popular, they made a gazillion Olaf's because oh yeah yeah it, they and they're smart. I mean, it's the business, you know. Now I don't agree with making things more when you put an LE on it, but if it's an open run like a common, I mean, pay the bills, Funko. That's what I say. <laughs> like I don't blame them. But so that's how right. it works. I think they, I think they got a good. They got they got some of the original artists still there. Like the the CEO who bought it from the previous CEO and made it big. He's great guy. I mean, I can email him personally as CEO of a company, and he will usually email me back within a few days. That's, That's nice. Good. Now I don't abuse, I don't abuse that. Like, what's up, Brian? You know, <laughs> it's, it's usually something important. You know, like I got to ask him like a serious question. But he's a cool guy. Uh, some of the artists like Reese O'Brien and Ben Butch are those like incredible guys. So uh, I've toured the place and I met with them all once or twice. And then, the, you know, up and ever they're, they're, they're like us. They're fans and they're art, but they're also artists. So they make what they love. And Reese especially loves Star Wars. So usually if something good comes out, he had his hands on it. That's pretty cool. So, Matt. Yes, I'm a Funko novice. All right. This, yes. I, I, I almost bought a collection once. I was close. I met a guy at an AMPM and we went through his mm-hmm. trunk together and then he sent me more photos and I was this close. Andy was actually involved because I was sending it back and forth. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. And he had some other stuff, but he was, he was pushing his Funko line. So mm-hmm. my question is, because I think they're cute. I really do. I, I like them. Yeah. But like, what was your initial draw? Like, like, I guess maybe I want your philosophy on why are people attracted to this particular toy since it's very... It's very cartoony. It, it usually, yeah. you know, it's cute. It's almost like Legos, I guess, in that regard, where but everything looks functional. kind of yeah, everything looks kind of the same. Like you're gonna have the same body design, head design, as far as their shape and size. Um, but what's the draw? What do you think that is, especially for like it, adults? It's it, you know, I agree with you because I feel like it's this. It was kind of like when you. It's kind of like if you're like when I was in college might go out with this girl once and it wasn't nothing really special there and then but but then a few months later i'm like i might ask her out again and the next thing you know we're dating a long time like i don't know what happened you know i i, I, I kind of is that what that happened is that- no disrespect to a woman and, and no the girl did not have a big head no what i meant was it's just like i stumbled into a relationship in college like that and i kind of stumbled into a relationship like with a girl i'm like i didn't remember when we started dating all of a sudden we were like, like three months in, I'm like, what happened? So I remember looking at Funko and going, these are some big headed little things. And I put them back down. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the fact that they can make so many different licenses and they're very aggressive about trying to stay ahead. And they, and I mean, their, their little slogan is, uh, everybody has something like they, they love, you know, that's, that's true. fine to collect. So I think they usually, it's kind of like the Death Star being, man. They pull you in with something. Yeah. I think Star Wars is probably what pulled me in originally. You know, and even though they were simple, but I kept it small. Like, I remember I had a little bookshelf. You'll think this is funny. I can remember what was behind. All right. The only pops that were in my office back then were like eight Star Wars pops that if I added up the value of them right now, it'd be about 4000 Wow. Awesome. I had I had the holographic Darth Maul. I had a flock Chewbacca. I actually had two of those each. And they once I sold one of each and it paid for a Disney trip for my wife and my kids. <laughs> nice. like, so she didn't mind the pops as much then when I was like making money. And then uh, <laughs> I had a few others and I had the notorious B.I.G. and Tupac on my desk. Oh, yeah. I those were, nice. Those were my original ones. Wait, wait. Are you are you are you more are you more Biggie or are you more Tupac? I'm not sure if I want to commit to that because I don't want to get shot. So like, you got to pick which side of, you know, I like them both. But if I had to like lay it down right now, which one song will make my old fat white guy start dancing, it would be hypnotized by Biggie. So okay. I will admit, okay. There it is. That's, yeah. that's, I have a video of my daughter. I have, a, I have an 11 year old daughter now who's on the spectrum. Super smart, super funny. But the first thing I, I have a video of her in my office dancing with Biggie and giving him kiss goodbye every day before she went to pre-K. Nice. Wow. Like she goes, bye Biggie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I remember that you, you basically don't have a choice now. I mean, it's, it's Biggie and so that's, and that's okay. Going, yeah, got Biggie and they're making more Biggies. I'm not a Star Wars tangent. They're making like three or four more. So his estate's making money apparently. So, and um, then, um, what, let me, let me ask you this thing. Cause I think this leads in, uh, when we talk like, 
what's popular, most popular with Funko? Is it the Marvel? Is it Star Wars? Is it Harry Potter? Hmm. What's what do you think the biggest I think line you, is? I think I think you have to go more niche. I really think Star Wars is a little. They went to all right as a line. I think Star Wars as a line is about to slow down a little bit because they produced a ton of pops when Force Awakens came out. Yeah. And for the most part, they didn't sell well, except for the original characters. Like they went too obscure. Every daggum stormtrooper that existed <laughs> in that movie, you know, Finn, uh, the guy who called Finn a traitor, like all of them, like everyone. And I think that it just got too, the market got saturated because for a while, there wasn't, you'd only get like a few new Star Wars a year. Yeah. And I think the market just kept demanding more. And so Force Awakens, and then Focus Awakens, Focus Force Awakens, I really like. But you know, when you start focusing on new characters, the uh, the audience gets kind of split. Like they might they might want eight Luke's, but they might not want eight uh, Poe Dameron's. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think it kind of got oversaturated. But to your point of what was like what popular now, the office pops are flying, office pops are flying off the shelf. They're insane. They're making so many uh, Jim and Dwight. Uh, exclusive is kind of funny. I keep getting them just because I think they're hilarious. And then um, anything Dragon Ball Z or anime is pretty popular. Like I was like, I don't know much about it, but besides the fact that I know they sell, like I could, I wouldn't know what a Goku was if it ran up and hit me. But I, I have one on my desk right now to like give away some to somebody uh, from my, from the you know when a company sends it to me, I just usually give them away. Um, but there's niches like the Mandalorian pop though got there was a Mandalorian pop they released like a early one or or a special edition at D23 yeah the Disney convention they just had and that got a nice it looks good I saw it I haven't got it yet I'm gonna get it I'm, I just haven't got around to it um, but it looks good I could see so for right now like after back back a little bit Force Awakens overflooded market uh, uh, the Last Jedi I, they they made more. They, they, Solo, and even though I think Solo is a pretty good movie, just just got caught in a bad uh, publicity and bad you know mojo from everything going around. Agreed. I yeah. think that kind of pushed Funko off making a lot for the next one. Now I've seen a picture; they got at least eight coming out for uh, uh, the last for the uh, Skywalker. Yeah. And and I bet there's a second run. They're not giving away the secret characters. Like if the emperor actually is in the movie in a physical form, sure. I'm sure they'll make one of him and they're not showing it. Uh, but, but like Star Wars is always a good try. If you just tap into the Like, I think I've seen the rumor now that target will probably get it. It's like a 10 inch Boba Fett. Mm. So that's one of the, you know, the gigantic ones they usually sell for like 29 bucks at yeah. target. But so they're going, that's, that'll be the first Star Wars. Well, the second when they have a, they had a Ewok, which I used to tell Beth, I was like, that's the life-size one. Yeah. You know, it was like 10 inches, but uh, a little short. Uh, Didn't they have but, a big you know, tour, think, too? I mean, Star, Wars, Star Wars always make money for them, though, but I just think they're trying to pull back a little bit and just hit niche. What, wasn't there a big Porg, a 10-inch Porg? Oh, yeah, you're right. I forget about the Porgs. I got one. I never put it out. It's just kind of freaky looking in 10-inch form. Uh, you're right. Tennis Porg. That, that's probably more life size than Wicked is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Now they're making a three foot tall Batman, so maybe we'll get a three foot tall Ewok Jeez. one day. Wow, that's uh, legit, right? That would be feet. that'll be closer to life size for Wicked. So if that head bobbles, um, you go down. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Yeah, I, I'll have to look at that. I don't remember if the Porg's head bobbled or not. I think it did. Um, but is I just is that play them? They just got. They were like too. They were just too big. I just didn't. Yeah, you know, keep. So is that the direction that that pops are going to go? They're going to get a, a little bigger, or or are they just going to? I think I think the three and the th the three and three quarters is the, is the main line, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, but Target Target's the one who sells most of them, so Target's in on this. Uh, keep making me ten inch ones. So mm -hmm. I mean, Funko will take your money from anybody. So I think they won't ever make as many. But they'll try to probably try to uh, make some iconic characters. I mean, if they wanted to go to the wrestling line, they might make an Andre the Giant or something like that. Or if they want to go to uh, other like uh, or even cooler, maybe like Princess Bride, like uh, Andre's character there. So, um, so how how is this? You, you've got you've got what four kids? Is that right? Yes, and ranging from twenty to eight. Yeah, uh, and so have. <laughs> Have they kind of taken on their father's passion for Funkos? How has that impacted your kids? Let's see. Hardly at all, but 
Augustum. My 20-year-old, I think, has two. She has Ron Swanson with cornrows. Nice. She's a big Parks and Recreation <laughs> fan. She's, a, she's got that in her college apartment. Uh, then down to my eight-year-old, he's um, – I have two youngest ones. Both of them are on the autism spectrum, but different ways, but like very high fun, very funny. We went running. Me and my eight-year-old son went running today. He, he, This is his motivation me running. Daddy, I need you to keep running so you keep existing. And I'm like, okay, okay. okay. That's my clue to keep running, get better yeah. shape. All right, so uh, – Reasonable. He loves superheroes. Like he's – I can't get him – yeah, it, it's like my failure as a parent. He's my only son. I can't get him to love Star Wars. Now, he'll watch the cartoons <laughs> like Clone Wars and stuff, but he's more of a Marvel guy. He loves Spider-Man. He loves Captain America. Recently, for some reason, he started liking Deadpool. But I feel like I said, "Tell everybody I didn't show you that movie," yeah, <laughs> because right. like he just saw he just saw like the cartoon Deadpool, like or kids. Kids love these watching YouTube videos of people playing with toys, which I don't get. I said, "Why don't you play with toys?" Yeah, but you know. Oh, so I think he saw man. some videos of Deadpool. He goes, "Deadpool's a nice guy." I said, "Really?" But anyway, mm-hmm. he likes the Marvel. He has probably. He gets them, but he doesn't like, you know, us collectors, you'd walk by his room and cringe as they're like strown everywhere. He treats them like toys. And that's totally fine with me. You know, my uh, my 11 year old daughter likes to collect things, but more like the cutesy stuff. Um, she, she rides horses. So she likes animal. She loves Disney. So she has probably like 20 or 25. But it's usually not because the, any of my kids requested them. I just get stuff in or I buy stuff I think they're like, and they're very happy. I gave it to them. Okay. But the only one who is remotely collectible is like my 16 year old daughter. And she, and I like to brag that she's the one most like me and she's the one who's in line to be valedictorian. So I take pride. in. <laughs> oh, the there it is. Take over the family the business. Get, that's the closest I can get to brilliant is by hanging out with her. And yeah. then, uh, it, she, she went through a phase. She's probably got like a hundred in her room. Oh boy. Oh wow. But, but she's 16. I mean, she didn't buy them. Like she, her good old dad getting free pops. She probably just, oh, I want that one. I want that one. Said, All right, take them. But so is she, she's 16 now, so she's more into, she's a soccer player. She cheerleads. Is, she uh, runs some clubs. So she does cross country. So she's more into driving her car everywhere she's got to go. <laughs> so is, is she in line to, is really she in line to take over the family business? She took the collector's bug totally. <laughs> What'd you say? I could hear. I said, is she in line to take over the family business? Oh no, no. She's going to go to Yale or somewhere and, and like probably leave me and never come visit. So no, no, no. <laughs> the site will, I'll have to sell the site off before uh, they get to the kid age. Okay. <laughs> well, they're not going to want to do it. I love them, but like none of them are like, I must have. So like I tried my best. I'll go to hot topic and I'm like, who look more of these. He goes, I already got a spider, man. Let's get, I said, but this Tommy, Tony Hawk, I mean, this Tony Stark hasn't got his helmet on, Garrett. He'll go, eh, I got one with a helmet. And I'm like, he <laughs> doesn't get it yet, kids. Yeah. So um, let, let me ask, and I don't know if Andy has this question, but it's my main question. Maybe it's the final question, but but how many do you have? Let's let's. What's your rough estimate? Oh, Lord. Do you have I like a have spreadsheet with all of them? Let me think. I'm sure there's over a thousand but I don't have them all displayed. Like I said, some of them, like I am honestly, op- like actively trying to condense by selling some of the things off, but like my Star Wars collection, I'm probably selling part of it off Uh-oh. because don't mm, tell Andy that it just Uh-oh. became, it just, I know I'll send you pictures. It, just, it was one of those weird things where like, you know how decor, I guess it's like decorating. You like your curtains one day and your wife tells you, like, let's get new curtains. I'm like, okay. Okay, so like yeah. I put up all like at one point I had every Star Wars pop I owned out on display, and then they just kept making more and more. Then I thought it just looks like I have everything, so I wanted to focus. Like I said, I, so I have like I had this Obi Wan collection that I'm gonna finish putting out hopefully this week or next. I got the blacks as many black series figures as I got of them. Uh, I bought this Lego of like Obi Wan from Clone Wars wearing like the clone trooper costumes. I'm gonna put that together and put it there. Cool. So I'm trying to like now moving toward my Star Wars like blending collections. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not and so there's like Obi. And then I think I'm gonna have all the bounty hunters on one, like have Django and yeah. Bubba Fed and Bosk and IG eighty eight. And I have like my um bounty hunters out. Cause I just think they're cool. I do have a bunch of the stormtroopers and I got a whole tote of like Force Way because I just don't need or and then another tote of of um, 
the last yet i just never put out and then I, then they started making all the big ships like for example if you go to amazon right now and do a search for han solo and the millennium falcon it's the biggest pop they've made yet that's supposed to be regular size so it looks like han's coming out of the roof of the millennium falcon like he's driving it <laughs> yeah, yeah flying it yeah and it's like 65 bucks but if you look at the dimensions it's huge like I can't decide to, I'm not going to get it. Right. But they started making all the ships like Han and the Millennium Falcon. They've made Darth and a little miniature, a little X-Wing. They just started taking up too much space. So I kind of like decided I wasn't going to collect the vehicles. Yeah. So, but some people like, I've seen some people say they're collecting just the vehicles down because they think they're cool. Yeah. And that's fine. So, which is, which again goes back to Funko. You'll like something. Yeah. That's the, that's the way they look for it. But yes. you know, like if you're a completist, God help you, because like <laughs> they're going off like Marvel's crazy, Star Wars lines crazy. So if you're a completist, it's, it's uh, I'm sure it's a hard thing to deal with, and I'm sure every hobby's got people who think they need everything. Yeah, I just accepted that I couldn't get everything, and uh, I just you know just get what like makes me happy. Well, that's that's that was kind of my approach too. I I decided that I wasn't going to get Funkos because I can't get everything and. I, I mm-hmm. and that's why I, I kind of was in and out of getting black series figures because I loved them, but I knew I wasn't going to get all of them. So, but then one day, I don't know what it was. I just, I just, all of a sudden this guy on online had a, had a bunch that he was selling and they were reasonably priced. And there was a bunch of them that I really liked. And so I got them. And like I said, I went from zero to 43 in seven days. <laughs> So that's usually a sign of a problem. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. But, uh, I, I know, yeah, I, also I, I know, I, I also know that I'm talking to the wrong person if I do yeah. have a problem yeah, too. This is so. like the czar. Yeah. Right. Of, look, you're definitely talking to the guy who like can't judge you. So don't worry about that. So, <laughs> but like I told people, I also think for whatever reason, they're approachable and the way the box is designed is meant that you could open it up, take it out, put it back in, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, and I know other companies do that, but you know, I grew up at the age where you just, like, I wish I could go back in time and just see me shredding Kenner, Kenner packaging <laughs> yeah. to get to all the pops, you know, yeah. I mean, get to all the figures. So I just think they were kind of like, they look harmless. Like you can't hurt them. You know, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I love the, like the X, I mean the black series, but like, good God, they come with so many little accessories. The whole time I think about it, it's like, I'm never going to open this because I'm going to lose all these little things. So, I went, <laughs> I went elite series, uh, for black yeah. and I have a pretty large black series collection. I bought, uh-huh. I bought one off of Andy. He was, he was, uh, <laughs> unloading. And then I went the elite series cause I went to Disneyland and, and bought a few yeah. there. And I decided, you know what? I'm pulling my elites out because they're like made of metal. I mean, they're, I mean, yeah. Phasma, Phasma weighs like five pounds. She's fantastic. And she, you know, <laughs> she's like six inches tall, but she's five pounds. So uh, there's, you know, there's, that's why I like when you first said, when you were first describing your collection that you took them out of the box. And that's one of our, yeah. that's kind of one of our collector pivot points is like, look, there's some collectors that buy two or three, one to mm-hmm. sell, one to keep, one to put on display. And then there's some collectors that just buy one and they pull it, they either keep it, you know, in the box or they pull it out. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, I keep boxes. What I do is I keep boxes. So I'll pull them out and I'll just mm-hmm. store the yeah. box. So how do you feel about that? Well, when it comes to, when it comes to Funkos, does the, I'm sure they do, but I, I just don't know well enough. If you have a Funko that has some value to it, does it matter if it's been in or out of the box? You really, the, there's no sticker on the boxes, so you can just open the flap, slide it out, put it on display, put it back in. And I really, unless you got some high maintenance like OCD collector, which you know, you can usually pick tell those apart. Like I've had guys like ask me ridiculous amounts of questions for like eight cents of cardboard. Yeah, and I go, pal, I'm not trying to be mean to you, but if it means that much to you, I think you need to buy it in person. Right. I said, right. Like light indentation in the flap of the box, it ain't gonna bother me to buy it. Now, I don't want my box crushed. You know, like I would like it to look presentable, especially for the front. You know, yeah. not caved in. You know, you know. But some people are, and that's fine. I don't have a problem if that's what they want to do. Uh, but like Funko, I think you can open it up and put it out, and you can put it right back. I've done it. I've done it a hundred times. Have pops out, showed the people the pictures of the out of the box, and then put it back in the box and took pictures of all sides. They have to look okay. They're like, oh, that looks great. Thanks. So, you know what, that's, I do think the, that's music to my ears the because Funko collectors are not as intense about that as some of the other collectors. Yeah. But, but it, it bleeds over. 
Well, that that makes me happy because I think I'm going to take all mine out. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's just, a good collector tip say, right there. Let them breathe. I mean, just put them out. I just think they're like nice, like like have a few on your desk. Like the only Marvel, for example, that I have in my office that I need to is that they came out with a few what they call patina. It's kind of it kind of looks like it's an oxidized statue. Yeah, is the best way I would describe it. Well, they just came out with one of Stan Lee. And then they made one of the iconic characters from like the Avengers, just Wolverine, Iron Man, Captain America, and uh, one more. But they just look like, like you know, like metalized statues. So I took those out of the boxes. I'm like, why would I get those if I didn't want to look at them? Right. You know, and so and sometimes you get a pop that's got a really cool design on the back that you never know. So, I mean, I just like the way pops are designed uh, to hold them out. But like I've sold them. I do think part of the uh, draw to any hobby is resale value so like they make plastic cases for the box so usually i buy them i put the pops in a case and put them in a box and if i decide to sell them i go get it the box is usually in almost mint condition yeah Yeah. it's meant as like i tell people all the time as three cent cardboard could be you know (laughs) i said um i let people make the decisions they want to buy but the fact that you can turn around and sell something like i had like i said i had the that holographic Darth Maul that I had, I had two at one point. I, I think when I sold them both, I sold them for like 500 each. Wow. But now they're going for like 2250. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts a little bit. You're like, ouch. <laughs> I mean, there's only 480 of them made. So at one point I had two out of 480. So I remember that. Uh, there's a flock Chewbacca and I, and I sold it. It probably for like 200 and I think it goes for like a thousand now, which is fine. I mean, it's been five, six years since I bought it. Well, at, at the know. time, at the time you were making good on your uh, oh, investment. Time, and... I bought it for eight and you know, so I was making, I still make you know, good profit. So. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be bummed about that. <laughs> and like I always tell people, I collect things cause I love them, but to me, it's like buying an extra house. I'm like, it makes it feel bad that you know that if something comes up, you can unload it. Yeah. And not only get your money back, maybe make a couple bucks back, you know? So I don't mind it. You know, like I don't go into it to like, I've never been one to like, let me buy 20 of these so I can like sell them on. And if somebody wants to do it, that's fine. I just don't care that much. I usually don't buy more than two of anything. Usually one to keep one to see how the market will be. Sure. And I might sell it later. Uh, but that's it, you know, but, uh, the star Wars has always held its ground of oh, the original ones. Like another one, the, the two, I would say the three pops, that are worth the most that I've never owned. And that's probably, I probably have only not owned 10. Yeah. And I just chose not to own the last seven. They, they had made a Han and Luke wearing the stormtrooper gear, but without the helmets. Yeah. Uh, yeah and they were, this. and they were at a, at the Emerald city comic con. So kind of up, up your way. Yeah. And they were an exclusive there. And I think they go for like 400 each. And, and like nowadays, I, I could just buy a stormtrooper and pop a Luke and, and Han head on them if I wanted them that bad. Nah. <laughs> but you know, I don't want them that bad. And then the Shadow Trooper was a San Diego Comic Con, and I think it's like I don't know between five and seven fifty. Jeez, heapers. Yeah, and it's, it's all these. And there was a big dark lighter like five hundred, and then there was uh, uh, there's several other Star Wars exclusives like Princess Leia and her bounty hunter gear from Return of the Jedi with her helmet off is. I had that one that sold it for like 500 and, and it was like literally within one year of buying it. And I think it's, I think it's still about that value. So I did hit it at the top of the market. Um, but it's just, you know, that does make your spouse feel a little bit at ease about your addiction problems. <laughs> when she knows that you will I'm sell making money off my drugs. Like, Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. I just, I, I'd rather, like, I love pops, but I don't like spending money. So if my wife goes, Hey, let's go to, uh, Let's go to let's go to Disney. I'm like, hold on, let me go see what I can sell for spending money. <laughs> that's usually what I do. That's that's perfect. That's a that's a great that's a great like I don't know. That's one of the fun things about collecting. Like you said, it's it's nice knowing that if you need to unload a couple things, you can at least make your money back, if not make a couple bucks on top of it. Yeah, I mean, if you like, if your if your uh, vice is something like smoking or just eating can't resell you know like you just screw it out of the money so i tell people all the time like i like to have one of it like like obi-wan's my favorite character and i don't really sell those but i keep all them and then luke but like after a while i had like a ton of luke's i finally decided i wanted the original luke from uh a new hope i kept the luke with his hand cut off from empire strikes back yeah 
and I have like uh, the, the uh, Jedi Luke wearing the cloak. I, I got rid of any of the other ones. I didn't need the other. I said I love Luke. Yeah. He was a character I played when I was a kid on the playground. Yeah. I said, but I got enough Luke. <laughs> you know, so I don't. I, so nowadays, I don't really get hung up on keeping the oldest pops because the oldest pops have the most simplistic designs. I look at the best design. If I decide to streamline and like, all right, I got too many. I need to sell these. I keep the best designs and get rid of the, um, the older ones. Cause they'll sell better. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess, uh, I, I got one more question for you here and I, sure. again, thank you, uh, for joining us here. We really appreciate you. I know we got a little bit of a time difference here, but, uh, Oh, no problem. Uh, last collector question for you. If yes. it, if it weren't Funkos, what would you be into? Hmm. Yeah, what I, would I you be trying to website dabble, But then I decide to uh, like, like I, I just started. I don't know the re-release of the Black Series and the new boxes. It's kind of intrigued me to get more Star Wars stuff. But like nowadays, I'm kind of like, like, like I'm, I'm trying not to go buy from one hobby. I like, I like my Obi Wan collects. I'm trying to do niche things. Like, I'm kind of a Disney Parks junkie, or what was. Um, so like. I love the Country Bears show there. I don't know why. I always it's my favorite show as a kid. Yeah. So I will buy anything Country Bears. Like I got a whole collection from like from like nineteen seventy nine of like these little stuffed figures of them. And then I got a glass and then I got a sign for like Big Al. But then you go into like wrestling. I have a few friends who are pro wrestlers so i'll start collecting some of the classic wrestler characters from like wwe or the old wrestling just some of them the thumb, like I, rest- I the thumb wrestlers cop. i got the macho man in his slim jim gear nice. from uh from uh, san diego comic con so I, that, that just looked awesome <laughs> um but then i just try to like group things in that way like for, you know i'll be honest it, and y'all might be the same way Sometimes I'm fascinated for, at buying my family things, even though, you know, I don't mind collecting, but I like buying it. Like my wife collects teapots for whatever reason. So we'll go to Epcot at Disney or I'll see something from England online because she's really big. And she's a she teacher of the year last year. She's a brilliant history teacher, grad school, master's degree, all that stuff, like smartest person I know. So I try to get her stuff like she loves care. So I bought her all the the George Washington and the Ben Franklin and the pops when they came out for her classroom because I know she's a, my little history nerd. So <laughs> that's cool. I don't know. Back to your question. I, I like to, I, nothing has a hold on me is like, like an original, like I'm exclusive to collecting it. Like Funko does at the moment. But nowadays I'm just jumping around. Like I like Lord, I'm, I'm having like a Lord of the Rings flashback. You know, I'm adding the black series of Star Wars. I'm adding some classic Disney stuff, you know, I'm trying to recollect the old Star Wars glasses. You know, like the ones that Burger King would sell? Yeah, yeah. Like, I had all of them when I was younger. But then, like, I think the last one I had was accidentally broken and I moved. Like, I had the Empire Strikes Back. So, I kind of feel the need. I want to, like, buy a cabinet and, like, start trying to get some of those glasses. Just because, you know, a little bit different than posing action figures. Just try to mix it up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Well, again, thanks, Matt, for uh, joining us. Uh, If we could plug your website popvinyls.com for any yeah, you want to know any website i do mostly lose i i try hire staff it really would help now but nowadays it's just me like one other guy but you get life gets busy but i try to keep every i have a link where every series that they have out so you can kind of just you know if you're a walking dead fan if you're a you know daisy fan if you're if you're a star wars fan even it's obscure like if you're a just the Clone Wars family. There's plenty. So I try to let uh, people know what's news coming out and stuff, but I just do it because I like it, you know, it, and it probably would still do it if like only me and three other guys were <laughs> reading it, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. And then hopefully I'm always excited for a new thing to come out because I'd like to start something else, you know, but I have to, I have to feel it. Like I can't just try to make a site for money. Yeah. Like I got to. I, I I couldn't fake it. Like I'm not that type of person. If I didn't like it, I couldn't fake it. So well, I I appreciate I something. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the the checklists on it because that that's that's more of an organizational thing, and that's something that I need. Like I I'm I'm gonna print off a couple of checklists just so I know because I want to get the bounty hunters. Yeah, some people I, I like it that get, way. I know a lot of people prefer 
like they're like, I, like I don't have enough tech skills to make me a, a app. I wish I did, but I just and I don't have enough time. But like I know there's some, like Funko's apps pretty cool for organization. So I I was making the checklist before they even had their apps. So I just keep doing it because some people still like it. Yeah. But uh, whatever floats people's boat. Like I'm in, I'm in no competition with anybody. I just if I could help somebody find something, it, it, it's a good feeling. So that's the way I look at it. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks again. It's popvinyls.com. If you're looking for the website and he's at pop vinyls on Twitter, verified, verified. Yes. Um, do you have an Instagram? Do you Blue have an Instagram? Usually I, will, I, I'm too old for Instagram. I like, I just like, I have one, but then I'll try to get into it. Then I just, I like, I'd rather talk. I'm just posting pictures. Trust me. That's I'm with you. I just yeah. sound like an old man when I say this, but them kids and their Instagrams. Them kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to hire somebody to run the page for me on yeah. Instagram. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Well, thanks, Matt. Uh, I'd like to thank you personally for uh, driving Andy into a new addiction. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be able to watch his downward spiral. Well, downward I'll, start spiral. You, I'll start sending you guys pictures of the pops I'm going to sell. Oh, Maybe I'll just like, oh, try oh, to like, ease news. everybody oh. into it by like sending free pops over. Just yeah. To, like, uh, ha, yeah, first one's free. Oh, geez. <laughs> you're you're becoming my my favorite and my worst friend all of a sudden. So. Yeah, on the label, I'll just put, you're an enabler. And that's all, <laughs> doing, so. all right. Well, thanks again, Matt. I appreciate the time. And uh, go Georgia Bulldogs, right? Woo. Yes, I, I'm like I'm 40. I'm like I'm too old for bad seasons. I need I need a championship for a die because the last time I won one I was six, so I remember, <laughs> I remember it vaguely. So I need another one. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Matt. Thanks for the thanks for the conversation. Hey, thank and, you guys. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Mace lives, 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 lives. This party's over. What you say, Mace? Take a seat. Oh, snap. For your own good, stay out of this thing. Oh, yeah, Mace. Mace talking big. If what you've told me is true, you will have gained my trust.